This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Hut's Entertainment Report podcast. And tonight, we have a real architect of culture in the building tonight. This man here has worked with Drake, Rihanna, Jay-Z, Kanye West, Redman, Sean Paul, Aaliyah, Iggy Azalea, you name it, he's worked with them. And he also does a lot of artwork, like installations. We're going to get to it. And plus, he is Canadian. You know who we have in the building? We have Director X in the building tonight. What's going on, my brother? What's going on, bro? You're all right. I'm great. Yourself? And good. All right. Welcome back to the East, because the last time I saw you was Scarborough Town Center for Nuit Blanche. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Great. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. When was the last time you were actually in Scarborough? Um, Not long ago, man. I'm I'm like right on the border. My boy, you know... uh, Finch Bathurst, so soccer. I get I get pulled into yeah. the I get pulled into the Scarborough side. <laughs> In the vortex of Scarborough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all good. All right, so let's go to the beginning of things, all right? How did you even come up with your name X? Because we know originally it started as Little X. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, back in those days when everything was X-Clan and Terminator X and Public Enemy and we was all black and conscious and yeah. revolutionary and, you know what I'm saying? So Little X was the name people started calling me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. After after all that, you know, being the young light-skinned brother in the room, I was the blackest motherfucker you yeah. ever met. <laughs> You're going to make sure yeah, of that. I'm going to got this Molotov cocktail, yeah. start this revolution, you know how it be. Yeah. So, um, you know, they started calling me Little X and just kept the name. Okay. And what was your name before X? My good name is Julian. Okay. And that was it. And then you found Julian X. Christian Lutz. Uh, that's yeah. my good name. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, and then hip hop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was, it, just, it all fit. You know, yeah. we were all, I, I remember back then everyone had their little nickname, dancer name, uh-huh. hip hop. Yeah. Everyone had whatever you're doing, you had a yeah. name for it. And, um, you know, you can get into the psychology of young men renaming themselves, mm-hmm. right? But, uh, yeah, so Little X was mine. Yeah. All right. When did you actually fall in love with hip-hop? Uh, kind of right away. I remember, like, the first hip-hop album my sister bought. Yeah. She she came into it through Run DMC and okay. Aerosmith. That was the moment. Yes. But she bought yes. the album. That's what yeah. So I remember the first piece of vinyl I had was Run DMC. Okay. Walk this way. Uh, not no, not the single. It was that album that was um. Ra- was it called Raising Hell? They actually had an remember. album together. No, no, no. The the Run DMC album yes, had that yes, record yes. on it. Yes, yes, it was Raising yes. Hell, right? Someone has, I think so. Someone has to do the hip hop hip hop hip hop ology right. on uh, <laughs> on that. But yeah, it was that was so that was the vinyl that I had. So and I remember Tricky really being like yeah. a record to me, like oh wow, this record it's tricky. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, it's tricky. Yes, yes, yeah. Those are some legendary hip hop times right there, and that's right there is the early '80s, right there. And actually, were you watching the music videos back then also? I mean, not much. We didn't have. I had a Trinidadian strict Trinidadian <laughs> mother, so I don't. <laughs> We didn't have cable for a yeah. very long time, and even if we did, mm-hmm. we were not allowed to watch television till Friday, Saturday, Sunday, okay. Thursday when the Cosby Show yes, and yes. then Different World. We were mm-hmm. allowed to have that moment of blackness, but yeah. um, nah. So you know, TV was mm-hmm. rare. So, but so what I could do, I could watch TV if they were watching TV. Yeah. So I would watch my mother's soaps with her, and I'd watch my father's space shows like Nova, things like that. Got you. So then, this is how we got this. X right here. Yeah. 
Yeah, with your own thinking, what they watch and what your mom yeah. watch, what your dad watch. Influence, and that, of, influence of your parents yeah. on you, you know? Because usually you're rebellious. You don't want to watch what your parents are watching. But I said in your case, that's all there is. It's either you're watching or you're not watching. Yeah, exactly. You, you want this TV time, this is what you're going to get. And Soap, my father used to watch that. Remember that comedy, Soap? It was like a soap opera. It was based. It was Bill Billy Crystal was in it. Yes, okay. Uh, it was Benson. a Canadian. That's, no, it was. Uh, it wasn't Canadian. But it was an old school show. But it's a ridiculous soap opera. Benson was in it. Yes, remember Benson? Yes, the this black is where the Benson, yes, this yes, where the Benson yes. show came from. Okay, Benson yes, was on, yes, he's a character yes, on this show. Yes, right. So mm-hmm. I also so that weird quirky comedy yeah. thing as well. Yeah. So then that's um, KRP in Cincinnati and all of those types. Yeah, of yeah. That was you know I, I managed to sneak Mark that. Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. Yeah, I grew yeah. up on that generation. Yeah. yeah. So we're all from the same place, <clears throat> as I like to say. Them seventy five boys don't play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. seventy five too, so I get it. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I mean, we, we live that life, and we understand what it's about you know what i mean so then i know right now you started off actually drawing and stuff you're a graphic designer mm-hmm. when did you actually discover as a kid that hey i could draw or what brought you into the arts i mean i always drew my whole life i was always drawing so mm-hmm. is this evolution where when i was in grade school and junior high i thought i was going to do comic books yes that is going to be a comic book artist and then in high school i found graphic design and then Near the end of high school, mm-hmm. I did an internship at Much Music, which made me look at the cameras and say, mm-hmm. oh, this maybe this is what I'm going to do. So it was all basically the same thing, just in different ways, where it's still art, but it's motion art or drawing art. But drawing all- or even graphic design, which was computer, which really formed my style now, mm-hmm. my storytelling style. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned it. I, I didn't, I just had a thing for it, which I think I got out of comic books. Okay. My graphic visual style came out of my graphic design side. Got you. And then that also, those elements informed my filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But it's all, yeah, it's all art. It's all self, it's all expression, right? Yeah, and that's really big because especially for you to decide back then, so you know what, I want to do comic books, and then you went to graphic design, and then you went to videos. So then I guess after high school, you got an intern at Much Music? I was uh, the final year of high school, Much Music. Okay. Yeah, I did remember co-op. I don't know if of you remember course, that. Of I did the co-op program. Them 75 boys don't play, man. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. That was a good program. Yeah. You did the co-op. And what actually, what was the program that you took then? I was at Much Music. Yeah. I, I interned at Much Music. Mm-hmm. So I was a unit assistant on Rap City and Soul in the City, which is directly related to the hustle. Because at some point I was actually, so I left home when I was really young. Okay. And I moved in with my boy, and he had uh, he lived in a basement apartment in Mississauga. Mm-hmm. And then the living room was actually a studio. They were making music. Okay. So I'd actually help them write lyrics once in a yeah. blue moon. So then I went to a spoken word event yeah. and read the lyrics I had written for someone else, yeah. from one of my friends. Okay. Um, then... They invited me back, and so I now had to write some poetry. Hey, yeah. you should do another yeah. one. So now I'm writing poetry and performing poetry. Through So as I'm performing the poetry, yeah. I get invited to much music. Rap City did like a poetry special. Okay. And then I I did that, and while I'm there, I looked around and I go, hey, because Big, you know Big C? Of course, everybody so, knows, I know Big Big C. Big C. So Big yeah. C was an intern. So mm-hmm. that put me out, Not so I'm, I'm out on the scene drawing... Showing people my artwork, drawing mm-hmm. flyers, mm-hmm. right? So people know I draw. But then I'm also doing the poetry. So pe- so I'm kind of like a kid out in the mix. Yeah. So I knew Big C, and I said, oh, hey. Uh, I knew he had left. I go, hey, who's got Big C's job? Mm-hmm. He says, nobody. Go, can I be? And then I got in on the internship and the co-op thing. 
and that so that which was just going to be something to do. It yeah. wasn't like ah, now I'm going to be a director and this. Yeah. Is, so you plan. didn't. So did you even know what interning was about? Where you just figured I just want to be here. I just want to be here. This yeah. take, you know, it's just kind of something hit me. Yeah. You're you're a little more of a conduit when you're young. So, you know what I mean? You're not calculating sure. as much, I guess. Yeah. You just, oh, hey, just hit it's me. Much Can music? I do this? Yeah, it's much yeah. I, yeah. I was doing the big C thing. Yeah. So then I combined that with the co-op. Mm-hmm. So now I'm getting school credits to be a much. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which says something a lot of, I think, uh, our school system, everything should be collapsed back, I think. Should, why Why you say that? High school should be, you, you, your high school year should be your university years. Your high school year should be your junior high years. Your, like, we could really... You should be out in the world. By the time you're in, when you should be in college, yeah. you should be out in the world. Okay. And so le- then unless it's like you're going to become a doctor track. or a lawyer or one of those things, mm-hmm. you should be out in the world. So you believe in hands-on. That's really your thing. At least in the arts. Yeah. Makes, you know what I mean? Even, uh, just, it's, I don't know, bro. Just, it, it feels like mm-hmm. we spend a lot more time in school dicking around. Yeah. These are prime time years yeah. that you could be in the game. And a lot of people, when it comes to the arts, mm-hmm. You could do it in the mix. You could do it right with maybe fine arts. I don't know. There's everyone has a different path. Yeah. But uh, mine was to get right in. Okay. So then now, when you got to much music and you started to intern, what were you actually doing there? Carrying lights, logging tapes. Uh, you know what I mean? Whatever. It was an internship. Whatever they tell you to do, you'd go do it. Yeah. But um, yeah. Did you actually like it? Yeah. I mean, look. Mm-hmm. Much music, doing yeah. interviews, and you know what I mean, like okay, yeah, MC Hammer's interview, like all that. I was around all these kinds of things for real. Mm-hmm. So, were you there when Master T was there also? Yeah, I was there when Master T was around. Mm-hmm. I was there before Oliver. Remember that moment when Oliver was the host of Rap City? Yes, this was after in, Michael Williams. There was a moment left. I came in when there was a moment when it was actually the strongest time for Rap City. Okay. When all they did was just they did like a ticker tape thing in mm-hmm. the news. Yeah. They just wrote on the screen. Yeah. There was no there was host. No host. Yep. It was their strongest moment. Yeah. Okay. Um as far as I'm concerned because it just yeah. there was no there's no one for us to judge and say they're not this enough and not yeah. that enough. Then uh then uh Oliver came in so I was yeah. there for that. Okay. And how long did you actually work at Much Music for? It was a school semester. Okay. Okay. So it was quick in and out. Half a year, yeah. Yeah. So then what did you do from there? Where was the next step in the evolution of Little uh, X from those times? Then, you know, did a collegiate, did a year at a collegiate institute and then, uh, you know, I mean, got whatever paper they give you after you graduate that and yeah. then New York. Yeah. New York. Okay. So then how did you bridge the gap from Much Music to Hype Williams? How did that even happen? So Vibe Magazine did an article on uh, hype. And this is just when we were beginning to, like, notice Hype Williams, the world. These videos, and they noticed, and they did a Mm write-up. So I sent the writer a package of all my stuff so that Mm -hmm. I did a video. And that at that Collegiate Institute, I shot a poetry video. So basically okay. a music video for that poem. Mm-hmm. But I used my connections at Much Music to mm-hmm. edit it. So I had slow motion, dissolve. So it did, it, okay. you know, lip syncing. Yeah. Like stuff you can do on your computer now, yeah. easy. You could not, you needed professional equipment. 100%. So I had access to that equipment. Yeah. Uh, I had one of the editors help me. And, you know, I'd go into Much Music. This is when you could get into Much Music with a wave at a security guard because I'd been there so long. <laughs> yeah. Right? So at, at night after school, I'll go to Much Music and make my list, my edit list. Okay. On the machines because no one would be on the machines. Yeah. And they, were just, they just thought I still worked there. I'd just, hey, wave. they go, hey, yeah, cool. Hey, I'll see you later. 
Exactly. So I went in there and did that. Um, then, so I had that. I had a T-shirt that I had printed out that, uh, yeah. Um, okay. So these T-shirts that I, little T-shirt line I had to run. And what was the name of your T-shirt line? It's just the little X, you know. Little X, okay. Then, uh, and then a, like a f- little four pages of art I had drawn, graph, you know, just my art. Yeah. So I, and could I, looking for a connection with Hype Williams. Uh, then I called, so I wasn't getting a response. I called the office, and Mimi Valdez, who now manages Pharrell, okay. wrote that article. Hmm. So it's just funny how the people you meet are going to be, you know, everyone's going to be around for a minute. Relationships. Yeah, and I mean, you're just going to see people around, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I just saw a picture of Jay-Z and Queen Latifah back when he was a youth, you know? So right. um, we... Uh, so she gave me, if I wanted to get a hold of, you know, I think she gave me a phone number and hung up. Okay. And I'm like, oh, I think she, we got cut off. <laughs> and they <laughs> no, called back. No, 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 just, no but no, she gave no. me the number. That's what yeah. I needed. It's the lead I needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then I called them and said, if I want to get a package to Hype Williams, who do I call? Who do mm-hmm. I send this to? This gave me a name and an address, and then I sent that out. Okay. So that was the whole thing. And while that was happening, uh, Fresh Arts, you know. Yes. The Fresh Arts. Legendary. So uh, Cardinal had a his own like offshoot of Fresh Arts called Maroon Squad. Okay. So I was part of Maroon Squad that summer. What was, who was in Maroon Squad or what exactly was Maroon Squad? It was Squad? like for people who are already in it, like you're a little more advanced in the, in, in the, in the game. Okay. Than just the, the average kid. Got so you. like Jelani, um, Julie Black, like a bunch of people that all went on to do, it's, it's a very good, Fresh Arts as well. Yeah. It's a great example of investing in the arts and what that means, the payoff you get. For sure. Because a, a good, you know, Mark Strong was part of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a lot of the people either ended up on television or on radio yeah. and the film. Everyone ended up in the Somewhere. business in some way. Okay. All right. And that somewhere is pivotal. But Cardinal, Cardinal's always been a leader. Yeah. Um, so he took us on a trip. to New- We went to New York to go just see record companies. It's kind of like this music industry field trip. And while I was there, mm-hmm. I was calling the Hype Williams people. Like, have you watched it? Have you yeah. looked at it? And they're like, not yet, not yet. And then one day I called. And they go, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I'm like. 19. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know, how about this? I'm going to come get my shit back. How about that? <laughs> yeah. You know Just like, I'm you'll know that. Yeah. Pulling up. Yeah. So I went there and no one's there except for the office manager. Well, you're going to watch it. Someone's yeah. watching this. Yeah. Somebody. Someone's watching this. Yeah. So I showed him. He goes, oh, this is all right. You should wait for a minute. Chelsea's coming back. The producer's coming back. Okay. Chelsea comes back, who I still I think, spoke to in August about a job. She's now in a, in a big network. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so she watches it. She goes, mm-hmm. oh, this is good. I go, yeah, I want to work. I know I'm good enough to work for free. Yeah. All right. She says, come back in a month. Mm-hmm. I came back in two weeks. <laughs> no, no time to waste. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just being home. young, it's fresh, it's, hungry. It's let's just go. That feeling when you're like in a, that small town feeling, you just gotta go. Yeah. I've had that feel. So, but the day I walked in was the day Chelsea had uh, quit. It was her last day. <clears throat> yeah. How about that? So that opened up space for you to get in. That was a good thing or a bad thing? Great thing. Okay. I mean, what that she was leaving? Yeah. Oh, is is I mean, it's just God's God's work. Yeah. But uh, you know, because then the executive producer Kiki, she goes, I don't know who you are. Yeah. Or what this is all about, and I just did. I just I just showed up the next day. Yeah. <laughs> started interning. I just and they just they all figured out. Yeah. Hey, I guess yeah. he's here, right? And it's a takeover. Uh, yeah. You know, what I mean, the, the George Costanza. You know, yeah. what I'm saying, just keep on coming. So I uh, showed up, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, but made myself useful. Like I, yeah. 
I took the tape system from Much Music and applied it to their tapes. Got you. Right. So that intern and skills from there, you applied it over here. You, so you it's just the stepping stones. You keep pushing to the next thing. Because back when I came in, yeah. the, there was a box in the corner. And they're like, yeah. find the Wu-Tang video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have to play. You just have to dig through. Yeah. Then one day they came and they're like, I, you know, okay, this is how you do it. And mm -hmm. I, you know, remember the, the library thing? Yeah. Go, so here's the name. And you look up the name of the, of the artist. And then on that card, we'll have just the system that they had a much music and yeah. then these codes represent these different types. This is a three quarter. And this, this is, is a digi beta. Pre-internet. So are pre like lodging it in a computer system. Oh yeah, exactly. There was no computer system. This is how, I mean, this is how much music did it. Yeah. Much music had a library. Wow. Like, like you went to an old school library. Yeah. You pulled out like they had a big giant one, but you pull it out, mm -hmm. you look up Madonna mm -hmm. and then on a card, handwritten right. card, it would say Madonna, like a virgin, yeah. and then it's you know have a code for a tape, and then you go to the go to that thing, and on they had tapes that had multiple videos on the one tape, yeah. and then you'd have to go take that tape to somebody. Like this is what we did. Wow! So I took that system and gave it to them. Got you. Right. So they're like, who's this kid? Let's keep him around. Like you know, what I'm <laughs> the wonder kid. Yeah, I mean, like you gotta you you gotta make yourself useful. Mm -hmm. And I was saying this today to somebody. Like a lot of people approach me, like, "Hey, X, can you do this for me? Yeah. Can you can I be your intern? Can you be my mentor? Yeah. Can you do stuff for me? Right. Can you can you do what can you do for me, X? I know I just met you, but how about you do something for me? Right. How about you do things for me? Mm -hmm. Huh? And, uh, I don't know, kid. That's mm -hmm. not really my thing. Oh, and then whatever. As opposed to, hey, X, I can do this for you. I'm great with these programs. I'm yeah. great with the. I'm. No one ever comes and says it. Yeah. No one ever it comes and says to me, what, "What can I do for you?" Tim? I mean, look, man, you got to. If if you want to be a director, yeah. All right. The this is the business of being conscious of the subconscious of understanding human behavior. Yes. You need to write stories that resonate with human beings on a subconscious level. Mm -hmm. You don't know why you like it, but you just like it. You don't yeah. know why this speaks to you, but it speaks to you. But for yeah. people who are writing this, mm -hmm. right, as opposed to just you, dumb luck and just happen to write a story, there's actual science to it. Of, there's of actual. It is. You have to understand human behavior, mm -hmm. and that is step one. Yeah. When you approach someone, right. Mm -hmm. Imagine going to a bar and say, hey, baby, how about you buy me a drink? <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll, you'll get her attention, but I think that's about it. Yeah, you'll get a laugh, but you know what I'm saying? But there's a reason why yeah. it's, it's an old line, but hey, mm -hmm. you want a drink? Yeah. You want some? Like you understand it on a base level, yeah. but you see someone, you're just so excited for the, oh, she's my shot. Here's my shot. That's yeah. what the guy, uh, the guy I'm looking for, the dude, this is what I need. Yeah. And then you hit them with, hey, how about you do stuff for me? Yeah. How about you let me enter your life yeah. in an in <laughs> Okay, kid. I mean, good. I mean, yeah. good that you came up. Yeah. Good shot at the hustle. But yeah. there's, you know, just the, you know, it's basketball, baby. The, the just the roll, the way it rolls off your fingers. The approach, is the the approach yeah. matters, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's all in the approach. It's not really, you might be a little rough around the edges, but it's your approach would make, get you further than anything else. Yeah. You know and I mean, I mean? And, and really, again, and, and understanding it, mm -hmm. right? Uh, what, 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 could, what is this? What could I give this? What could I do for this person? Yeah. And like, I got great ideas yeah. is not, <laughs> that, yeah. everyone thinks they have great ideas. Yeah. So you, that's not, that's not you making yourself useful mm -hmm. to a person whose job is, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Coming up with ideas. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a creative industry. Like, mm -hmm. we're all creative up in here. Yeah, everyone got, everyone you meet in this business, there's a million, everyone's working on projects and has yeah. ideas. You saying you got more is not 
you saying, yeah. I great at Photoshop. Yeah. I'll do your treatments. Mm-hmm. I'll do your, you know what I'm saying? How, hey, because even, look, even being an intern, sometimes that's not even, can I be your intern is a better start. Yeah. But uh, we don't always got a bunch of stuff for an intern to do. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just, it's, it's all different. But, uh, that, but it's, anything is better than, uh, hey, be my mentor. Yeah. I get it. If you want to be your mentor, you could mentor from afar by YouTube. Look up everything you've done and read it your, on your own. That's mentoring right there. Yeah, a lot I mean, of yeah you should be that. on that studying, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in this day and age, there's really no look. I, had, I hunted down Hype Williams yeah. with the post. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With mail. Yeah. Old crazy. school mail. Crazy. And, and you telephone. Got to and you got to him. And I got to him. I That's had to go get my detective on. Yeah. So, bro, you see me with the internet. I'm yeah. in there. You see the, the, the work I'm doing on mm-hmm. different projects. I'm mm-hmm. deep in the studies. You have to be. You have to be. But I'm always very surprised by, hey, I want to be an actor. Okay, yeah. good. You should go do that. Yeah. Hey, can you help me? Yeah. Can you be like my teacher? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro, you live in the age of the, the Google. What do you mean? Te- like, I don't yeah. understand. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? I don't understand. I, yeah. I, I don't understand mm-hmm. having the knowledge, the accumulated knowledge of man, yeah. kind. Google's whole purpose is to catalog all knowledge. Yeah, in your hand, literally. You don't even Crazy. have to go to a computer to do it. You can do it with the phone in your hand. Crazy, and you're still asking people. To do stuff for you. And that right there gives you an indication. Say, you know what? I don't think you're the right person for this situation right here. If you're still acting like it's 1993. This is production. Yeah. This is not, even more so than like, are you ready for, what can you figure out? Yeah. The the van has a flat tire. Mm -hmm. You have in your possession the shoes that the artist wants to wear. Mm -hmm. You're half an hour away from set. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Can you figure, it's a math problem. Can you figure this out? It's a real life math problem attached Mm -hmm. to tens of thousands of dollars Per minute, per hour, like Crazy. can you and and people? Yeah, we get the van, and yeah, yeah. we. But we'll also figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, th- let alone, which is sometimes why I get a little nervous about bringing people in okay. off of you were lucky enough to one day bump into me or somebody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That makes me go, huh? Because this doesn't show me. Because get see what I had to do to get into the game. Yeah. Right, and that was just to get the, what I had to go through to get the number to send the package to get the thing to get the internship, yeah. which still is a get to like the, even within that, and you still got to keep going and keep going and the, the, what you got to figure out and what you got to be like all this all this stuff you got to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't I didn't bump into Hype Williams at a shopping mall one day no. and say, "Can you be my mentor and can I work for you?" And he said, "Yeah, kid, sure, no problem." That's not what happened, yeah, and that's not what happens. It's crazy. So when you actually got the hype, now what projects were he, was he working on at that time? There, the very first video I ever PA'd on was a song for a group called Solo. Where do you want me to put it? One second. What is PA? Production assistant. Got you. So I was a production assistant on a video. The group was called Solo. Terry Jam and Jerry Lewis. Okay. Uh, were the guys who produced yeah. these guys. The song is Where Do You Want Me to Put It. It was a two day shoot. Yeah. I. After the two days, I remember because they shot through the night because we shot at a restaurant. I came home with blisters on my feet and rode the train. It's a weird feeling being on the train, Mm -hmm. leaving work when everyone else is going to work. Uh You know what I'm saying? Uh That was my first first experience. But very quickly after that, I saw, like, that was 100 grand American back then. 
and that was a two-day shoot. And, yeah. But I quickly saw the budgets go up to 300, 400, 500, 700, and then we just shot off into the crazy land. So who was pushing the envelope? Was it the production company, the artist? Who was keep pushing the envelope for the budgets to continue to go up? I mean, it's hype. So he's the one pushing for it, but at the same time, the music business was making money. That's when you had to buy CDs. Right, and the economy was getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, all these things were uh, happening all at one time. So mm-hmm. you remember back in the late '90s, early 2000s. I remember looking around and seeing it like, "Yo, everyone has a new TV." Yeah, everyone just—it just seemed everyone was spending so much and mm-hmm. getting so many. Even just on a logic level, it's like, well, everyone seems to be buying new shit. Yeah, but they're gonna keep making shit. Mm-hmm. But you just bought this shit. So you ain't gonna buy new shit. <laughs> so like, yeah. there's something. This feels like it's gonna hit a wall. Like I can remember there's feeling something not right here. It seems like, but everyone, you remember? You go to the CD and buy eight CDs, yeah. and then DVDs came out. And we, all, hey, yeah. it, it was just, everybody wanted more, more, yeah, we're more, just, and more. Yeah, yeah. You want the music. You want, the, and these are things you had to do yeah. to get it. It was just a very different time, man. Just to get music, to get culture. Now we're in this time when. You know, I just did a video for Ali Gaddy. Okay. You know what that is? I've heard of them on the internet. Because you're in the game. Yeah. The average person's like, who? Yeah. <laughs> you can spot about 50 million, 100 crazy, million. Crazy. Like, there's these kids you've never heard of. Hundreds of millions of views. Mm-hmm. Million followers on Instagram. Like, you're like, what? Who? What? That's who are you? Who are you? Mm-hmm. And, the you know, the kids from Mississauga. Mm-hmm. Made music, put it on the internet. People found it. Popping. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is... The game right now is at a whole other level. Completely. Especially you seeing the evolution of it, too. You being in it so deep from back then till right now. One thing, I, when I was doing some research, I seen that Hype Williams was working on the Aaliyah video for... Um, Rock the Boat. Rock the Boat. All right. Were you part of that production also, or where did you stand when it came to that I mean, production? Those, those are all my friends. Yeah. Front of the camera, behind the camera, dancers, choreographer. I mean, those were all my friends. Yeah. So I, I was, I was. When it happened, I, I called my friends. Said, "What's yeah. up? What's going on? Who's, who's safe? Who's not? What's happening?" Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. It was just one of those things there. So you weren't slated to work on that production there. Nah, nah, nah. That was that was hype's job. But again, those are all my friends. Yeah. Leah, hype, Fatima. Like it's just. Yeah, bro. Just one of those situations there because I know you personally work with Aaliyah also in some of her music videos. Yeah, I did the video for uh, the Romeo Must Die movie. Yes, the one with her and, and Jet Li and DMX. Yep. Yeah. And that was, was that poster? That was right before Rock the Boat. That was before. That was right before. Yeah. And how did you feel after hearing that whole situation happen? It was sad, bro. Everyone was fucked up over it. Yeah. I mean, everyone. It was just mm-hmm. one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like Nipsey. Like, you didn't you didn't know you cared until, like, until like you, you know, cared. like, you knew you liked Aaliyah, but yeah. the, everyone got just, sometimes you get rocked by certain things, and yeah. that one rocked everybody. So for those of us that knew her and were friends with her, that really rocked us. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So where do you move forward from there after this whole Aaliyah situation and stuff? What were some other artists you worked with at that time there? I mean, I've worked with the, the whole world. You know, Usher was pretty soon after that. I was doing all those Usher videos. Yes, um, yes. Uh, you got it bad. You mm-hmm. don't have to call. Uh, you know, Sean Paul was around that time. Big, uh, big time there. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, reggae, re- reggae returned. Let's talk about that. You see right there, it seems like that right there, 
gave birth, Toronto gave birth to a lot of those artists at that time, the Sean Pauls, the Rihannas and stuff. But we as an industry, we didn't really get the, we didn't really get the shine yet, but we we're giving all these guys the birth. Yeah. Well, it was uh, the thing about Toronto mm-hmm. and our West Indian background, but our North American swag mm-hmm. gave translated Jamaican culture and West Indian culture in a way that the world it fit the world. You know what I'm yes. saying? So those kids dancing, just all that, just that, what we brought. Yeah. Um, pivotal, yeah. pivotal to 100%. bringing that music back mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean? Because Gimme the Light was long done on the radio. For If you were a radio station that played Gimme the Light, you that time had right. passed. You're 100% that right. That song had run. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the video came out and gave it a whole new life. Yeah. Gave it a whole new life on the radio stations who used to play it yeah. and gave it a new life to, like, the world discovered him. Yeah. It became Sean Paul. Mm-hmm. And all till now... He is the last real reggae star um, to come from the genre. Yeah, and uh, you know, you just—it's—it's it's very interesting. I remember being in a car with you know a bunch of Toronto, just normal kids. They're not in the business, mm-hmm. and they're playing soca, and they could name more soca artists than they could current reggae artists for sure. So, so it's a very yeah. big. And that's that's a shift. Yeah. That was a giant shift. One hundred percent. So that's where we are now with it. Mm-hmm. But that so for the fact that Sean is still, you know, you need a guest, right? You go, hey, we need a reggae. We yeah. can have some reggae on this track. Uh, Sean Ball's who they call. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. And that's big reggae. How did you even come up with the concept for that video there? I mean, I can't even. It just came to me. I don't even know. Yeah. Sets, lights, dancing. You know what I'm saying? It's just. And that was another. It was a the, a reggae had never been given a legitimate. Mm-hmm. You know, hip hop style music video, mm-hmm. um, it, it, like that, like a set driven, like a big set, like the, yeah. like the way the rappers had it for sure. You know what I mean? Um, they had never had that, mm-hmm. and then um, and I was in that time of my skill set, yeah. building sets, building graphic, visually pleasing sets is one yeah. of my skill sets. You know, okay. what I mean? like you remember uh, Let's Get It with Puff and all them, and even down the hotline bling yep. and like you know what i mean cardi cardinal's video old time killing mm-hmm. like i could i that's the graphic design side of me God, that man. graphic sensibility informs that mm-hmm. part of my music video style mm-hmm. so giving a reggae artist essentially which is you know a cousin to hip-hop right For sure. uh or half brother, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Island, a family you get? member. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. See that you? Yeah, that's right. your, <laughs> yes, your brother still. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so it was that, right? Okay. And so to give that to a reggae artist, where it all fits so well, but that it just that the Toronto kids dan- doing West Indian like Jamaican reggae dances, but with the polish of the North American American style, yeah. with a big kind of fancy slick hip hop music video with this young you know handsome reggae artist with a the, just it all just the perfect clicked. storm it all clicked and for a moment you know it really ran you know yeah. tons of reggae artists rode that wave mm-hmm. until somebody in New York City yeah you know what I mean said you know what they're saying about gay people and they literally said, and pause. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. And yeah. only only Sean, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know the movie when, like, in the spaceship, and the, and the thing explodes, and, yeah. but then the spaceship goes, the one, the heroes, yeah. <laughs> escapes. Paul. Sean Paul was yeah. the lone spaceship. He was the USS Enterprise yeah. that uh, escaped that, that pause button. 
because he was never really that type of artist. Anyhow, he was more party, let's have fun, girls, and all that. Yeah, you would have to really dig in to find his, you know what I mean? Like, he's from the West Indies, so there's a culture there, but he was never, you know, all the, like, blatant, (laughs) homophobic (laughs) songs, and like, he was not that guy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, bro, it's uh, it's a shame. Yeah. It was a shame, and it's it's been a while since I've really heard... I mean, I, I, it must have changed a bit back island side. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's hard to break old habits. Yeah. But, um, you know what I'm saying? But with the advent of the internet where you now the world is more uh, even playing field, you kind of know outside of your backyard what's going on, so it kind of toned down. And only unless you're ignorant and this is what I'm sticking to, then most likely you know better right now. You know better. At some point, you got to like, all right, mm-hmm. it's time to do some logic on it. And as well, even growing up, like... A, we're now we're at that point too beyond even just the logic of how that's going to affect who gives a fuck yeah my guy like (laughs) like live your life ain't no one care remember when it was a clark kent got caught like he would picked up a transvestite or something like that i thought it was mr c mr c mr c yes and i was in new york when all that happened he's like i'm leaving hip-hop i'm out and everyone's on the radio like bro bro stop come here come back come back no one cares no one cares come (laughs) here whoa whoa Sit down, bro. Yeah. No one cares, dog. Yeah. You know, like, so and no crazy. one. It's true. No one cares. Yeah. Everyone's. Oh, what's the first game? Yeah. No one cares. No man, it's so crazy. But it's just one of those things. All right, let me even tell you a little story where I remember you from. Mm. I remember one time you came to my sister's house, mm. and you had a knapsack and a VHS cassette, and what you had showed was the Redman video. I be that EPMD video. I think. Did you do a video for Socrates? No, I never did Socrates. It wasn't Sock. Was it probably Cardinal and something else? But what I remember for sure. Might have been Ghetto Concept. How about that? Hmm. I didn't realize he did a video for them back then. I had a crazy world. Baby, the world is going crazy. You did the video for it? Shady. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but I remember, but it was really the Red Man, because the Red Man was so vibrant. Red Man is what changed my life. Yeah. You know, EPMD, the, that was like me getting in the Def Jam. And interesting enough, and I do tell kids this, mm-hmm. uh, when you're trying to get in mm-hmm. and you're looking for a place to get in, go to the places that deal in your subculture. Yeah. I'm a hip hop, I'm a young black kid, mm-hmm. right, in, in the scene, and it was Bad Boy, Puff, and uh, Def Jam, yeah, you know Julie Greenwald, Kevin Lyles, uh, Leo Cohen, mm-hmm. Russell uh, Simmons, okay, that looked out and said, "All right, we'll give you." They're the ones. If anyone's going to give you a shot, it's those people. So that's really what is your subculture? Yeah, who? Where, what is it that you love? You know, and there's an industry that caters to it. Go to those people that are part of. If someone's going to give you a shot, yeah. that's it. And then, then when those people give you a shot, then you have something to show the more corporate, harder to reach folks. But it's the a place, ladder. it's a ladder. But you got to go around hustling. I tell all these kids all the time. You know, uh, show people your stuff. Show people your stuff. Finally, some kid. I've had two kids in all these years. Show yeah. me something. Okay. The last one was just on set. I said, okay. you know, what do I do? Same thing. Can I? Can you be my mentor? Go look, bro. You need to shoot and show people and let it yeah. go from there. He goes, oh, I got. Can I show you something? Oh yeah. And look, and the kid had an eye. You go, oh, he's like a poem. And, oh, this kid. No, you got you got an eye, kid. That's yeah. good. You should. And then his own boy's like, hey, can you like direct? You know, I go, bro, I cost a lot. What you yeah. need to do. <laughs> Real talk. Slow your roll. Bro. Not, Slow not even your that. Role. You need right. to look at your squad. I told yeah. him you instead of hoping to find some bigger thing or you know hope somebody go find your talented friend. Yeah. And he knew that other kid who just showed me his thing. Like bro, there's the talented friend. 
Go find your friend. Y'all make your click. So when you come up, look at Drake and his squad. Mm -hmm. Oliver and all them guys, they were a click together. Yeah, 40, all those guys. All those guys, Boy Wonder. And you all pull up together, and now you got your little squad. You know where your friendship is. You know where the loyalty is, right? Then now when you go dealing with people, you don't need to be, hey, now maybe you could be my friend, powerful person. And then you find out that they're not really your friend. But the brother, or you can be like, these are my friends. You're our guy I know in the business. And we're cool when we see each other. But... I'm not this confusing. Right I'm here. not confusing yeah. this uh, work association or this work, even a work friendship. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got some people you're super cool with, have drinks with, maybe even hey, link up on the weekend when you're working, because you work together. Yeah. Say hey, what are you doing? Yeah. Hey, want to come? But without the work to link you, it just isn't that. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't so connect. It doesn't connect, which is not a good or bad thing. Again, it's mm -hmm. just recognizing how people are. Mm -hmm. So look for your squad. Mm -hmm. Look for your look for your go into your subculture. Find your friends. And pull up together, yeah. right? So then, when you bump into me, it's not, hey, can you be my mentor? It's, hey, look at what I did. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. Where, oh, kid, you're talented. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So even if it's just, I'm gonna keep my eye out for you, as opposed to, hey, hey, can you do stuff for me? Hey, hey, I just met you, but can you do something? I was thinking about all the great things <laughs> you could do yeah. for me. Clearly, this bothers you. It's not bothering. It's, it's it's a constant. It's in my DMs. Yeah. It's in my in person. Yeah. That's not bothering me so much. Yeah. As and again, I don't want to now say no, kid. Let me tell you how you do it. Yeah. The, you know what I mean? Because now I'm. You need to figure this out. Yeah. So I just kind of leave it. Yeah. But I, but I'll give you. There's a few I will give you. And one of those is if you're if you're a director. Yeah. And you the the, the key isn't let me show you. Mm -hmm. Sorry sorry the key isn't go do something for me. It's like hey look just at a basic level. Yeah. You have an eight bro. I like you said. I came to your sister's house with a backpack. Yeah. With a VHS in it, and then I made y'all watch it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That, I that. did that everywhere constantly. Mm -hmm. You show everybody. Mm -hmm. what, what what big job was, was you and your sister going to give me? Which calculated maneuver was I? Uh, chess move was <laughs> I? Uh, it's finally paid off. 2019. <laughs> I got to boom this podcast. Hey, exactly yeah. as I planned. Like no, dog. He's like, watch this. Yeah. Watch this. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's how you got to do you it. You hustle. show it. Every that's that's the hustle. Yeah. The hustle isn't waiting for the day that you ah, Drake. Hey, let me yeah. no, bro. You just show everybody. Yeah. Just show fucking everybody. Yeah. So I showed everybody, and it got me to this place. You got to show everybody. In the age of the phone, in the age of the fucking what? telephone, what? are you kidding me? It's crazy, it, dog. It's I said like if, if I did years ago. I went to a rant. If your Instagram is not your portfolio, mm -hmm. if your Instagram is not a fucking showcase of whatever it is you try to do, you don't have a hustle. You if your phone it. is not filled with all your stuff, you don't have a hustle. Yeah, you don't have a hustle. If that is not how you are approaching this game with mm -hmm. this technology in your hand, yeah. But baby, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to discourage you, but you need to rethink. Your uh, strategy. your strategy, yeah. and up that greatly. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I made music, do you think you'd ever see me without headphones, the big chunkies, no and way. and a fucking hey, listen to this, listen yeah. to this, listen to this. Mm -hmm. Got a speaker? You never, you never know where it's gonna lead to, or who's it gonna lead to. If I approach you and say, hey, X, could you watch this? And you say, hey, what's your name? And you say, okay, my name is Joe. You say, you know what? I've heard of you before, Joe. That right there opens the door a bit more. I came with work, and you heard of me. So then clearly, okay, let's see where this could go from here. Yeah, because you just, look, man, especially when you're young, mm -hmm. people will give you a shot. And now in Toronto, now that people are popping, mm -hmm. you know, back when we were young, 
you were like, ah, boy, I'm a rapper. Oh, boy, here we go. This, this <laughs> yeah. ain't going nowhere, kid. Yeah. Even when I was wearing, like, I'm going to direct. There's yeah. a lot of, oh, boy, okay, sure. <laughs> now... It it's could happen. Cool. You it's never. Cool. Everyone, everyone's walking around like, "Who? You the next one? Who's who's next? Who's yeah. next?" Yeah. Everyone's got that little. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple directors that are popping in the city. You know what I'm saying? We got Karina Evans running around. There's, uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Came up on, under Director X. We got Boy Wonders and and Murder Beats. It's the producer of the girl. We got so many producers, and then we got the rappers, and then we got the under. You know, got 88 Glam. Let alone in the Troy. You know, uh, Troy Wood. You know what I'm saying? Roy Woods, and then yeah. you got you got levels of, of hotness in the music Daniel game. Caesar's. Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar. We're a popping city. We're like Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We're like one of those cities. Yeah. We're like L.A. We're like New York. Did like, you ever think you would see the Toronto? I know we all wanted to run out to yeah. realize, but did you ever really think, you know what, it's going to come down to this? Not like this. Yeah. I mean, but we saw, look, man, our generation was the generation, we were the first ones to be, hey, what's going on? You know, yeah. Cardi Cardi had a tune and Shot Claire had a look, you know, I directed it. So there's yeah. like, the Toronto was kind of, mm-hmm. and this is back when music videos were yeah. very, very important, right? Like Northern a, Touch. Northern Touch. So on for ourselves, we were beginning to get artists that we were checking for, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that, so the, even the Rascals, like it wasn't yes. like people were rushing out to get their records, but we yeah. were like, okay, Rascals, yeah. all right, oh, yeah. cool. All right, this Cardi record, all right, this was kind of cool. Uh, you know what I mean? Like we're like, we're getting cool, mm-hmm. which was a big step from the hating. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So we're, we're just getting cool with like, ah, that's all right. I like this. I kind of like that Cardi record. Oh, I kind of like, we're, we begin to like ourselves a bit. Yeah. We're the generation that was getting proud to say, no, we're from Toronto. And we're this is how we talk. Blue Jays hats. We're wearing Toronto gear. Yeah, we're at one time everything was a New York fitted. Yeah. If you weren't in a New York fitted, you weren't saying. Yeah, anything we weren't. We weren't. Yeah, we. There's a. You know, we all remember those records where people. Mm-hmm. The the the, uh, the White Plains train met the girl on the train <laughs> from White Plains. I know two, two uh, records yeah. from established hip uh, artists from Toronto mm-hmm. that had that lyric. Yeah, that they were in the Bronx when they met the girl. You know what I mean? So it was a lot. That yeah. was so we were on we were right on that line when that switched over, mm-hmm. right? And kind of opened up, kind of warmed up the industry mm-hmm. for when we now got into the Drakes and the, now where we are right now. Yeah. And the, now it's just just another city because somebody like you is definitely, as I said in the intro, you're an architect of culture. As in, you still did the Red Man videos, but you came back and you did the Northern Touch. You did the Cardi's Old Time Kill It. It's hip hop, man. It's hip hop. You gotta you gotta own. You gotta own your city. Mm-hmm. You gotta rep your city. You gotta rep where you're from. You gotta be part of where you're from. So it was important for you to. That was a calculated move on your part. It was important to represent Canada and Toronto. So, I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know how calculated. Just felt, okay, it's hip hop, bro. You gotta. Yeah. Hip hop artist yeah. doesn't have the backing of his city. Yeah. And as at the end of the day, yeah, I'm a director, but I'm a hip hop artist. Yeah. You know what I mean? You uh, bring the art to life. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean? And it's a good segue to get into um, what I'm doing with Operation Prefrontal Cortex. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Of 100%. Of course. We're, right. we're very mindful over here, so we get it. It's good. And, and that and that's as, as I get older and just here we are now, Operation Prefrontal Cortex, for folks that don't know what that is. Operation mm-hmm. Prefrontal Cortex is an organization, organization I founded with my friends okay. to bring use mindfulness to reduce gun and mass violence, violence in general. Yeah. In our city, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we're going to get a little scientific, and this is what I talk about when I talk about Google. What yeah. Google, you get into, um, I get the googling, and yeah. somehow I came across this information down all the way to the studies now that back these up. But you see, let's let's back up and let's tell them what got you into there because I know you're big on serendipity. All right, 
you got shot at one of your own events. Yeah, and New Year's. That, New Year's. Was it one of the um, men in suits, ladies in dresses? Events? No, it wasn't a men in suits party, but it was a New Year's party. So we're yeah. all dressed up. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all, it's New Year's. You know yeah. how you're supposed to get down on New of Year's. Course. We're at a nice club. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the, not, it's not like I'm in some after hours. Yeah. I'm in the neighborhood. With like the, I'm, the man, yeah, <laughs> like I'm like, I'm in some place where you could go, well, yeah. why the fuck are you there? Like yeah. it wasn't one of those situations. Mm-hmm. It's New Year's. I've got my blazer on and my dress pants and the fucking nice shoes. And, uh-huh. you know, I'm doing all that. And some guy shoots somebody on the dance floor. On the dance floor. Like on the dance light. floor. But this is what this is all about. What, mm-hmm. what, what, there comes a snap point. Like, I don't know those comments. I don't know what those guys said to one another. But there is a point, and this is what gets into the brain. So yeah. I, get, I get shot, and at first, you know, I'm, like a lot of us, I'm like, okay, well, the culture and the music, which is a legitimate thing to bring up. Fair enough. Right. But that is not... The that's not the cause of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I when I dug in, I found I first I found these articles and the, these science websites. Okay, that said, oh, there's a difference between a criminal mind and a. The, they said criminal. Yeah, I mean, I'll use, but the the I say violent and aggressive. Got so it. violent and aggressive people, they've looked at now that we can look at the brain and there's regions of the brain that are not the same as the average person. Okay, the prefrontal cortex, which controls. Your uh, decision making, yeah. which controls your behavior, mm-hmm. social behavior, is it lacks volume. It's small. Got you. Okay, and then the amygdala, where emotions are regulated, mm-hmm. that's too big. It's overactive. Got so you. violent and aggressive people have these things: this hyperactive, big amygdala, big amygdala, an enlarged amygdala, mm-hmm. and a shrunken prefrontal cortex. Got you. All right, and. And then you get into what causes this. All right, so let's, let's really be clear. So they, I've come across another set of studies and another scientific journal that says abuse and neglect yeah. affects the way children's brains develop. So is this something where I guess it starts, because they say when you're up to probably five is when your personality, your personality is developed. This is all the way through. Okay. And then, so the, this set of study talks about abuse and neglect. Okay. And so uh, if abused and neglected, and that's the key, okay. hitting your kid and ignoring your kid are yeah. equally as bad. Okay? Hold on. Let me stop you for one second. So licks back in the days that we got was something bad or because it was coming from a loving I mean, place, uh, it was really I mean, bad. I mean, I wouldn't, uh, getting a wooden spoon across my butt yeah. from my mom yeah. three times is nowhere, I, I wouldn't call that abuse. Okay, fair it, enough. It might be a little, uh, punching your kid, burning your kid, yes, abuse. Yes, yes, Like got we all, me. like, you know what I'm saying? In fact, not, we don't all know kids. A lot of people probably just don't say. Yeah. It's not common for us to say, oh yeah, I know a kid who used to get burnt with a, yeah. that's, no, the, no, you know no, abuse. No, no, no. Yeah. Abuse and neglect. Okay. Um, affect how the brain develops. For sure. So amongst the regions of the brain that are affected by this mm-hmm. are the prefrontal cortex. Got you. It's too small. Mm-hmm. And the amygdala is too big. So now we have direct link. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, I've, I've recently found a set of studies that talk about stress and what stress does to the brain. Mm-hmm. Even mild stress. Stress shrinks the prefrontal cortex, okay. enlarges the amygdala. Mm-hmm. And to top it off, between the, the hippocampus is where learning and memory happen. Mm-hmm. The amygdala and the hippocampus will hardwire in a fight or flight response. Got you. So now we have... Abuse and neglect for children growing up, which affects how their brain develops. Mm-hmm. Then you add in stress, which if you grow up, you know I mean, and it can't just have to be your home. Mm-hmm. 
some people are living in abusive neighborhoods. People go to neglective schools. They are neglected. They're neglected. You know what I'm saying? Abuse yeah. and neglect can it's come not from inside your home alone. Right. It's your environment, which it explains. You know, there's a lot of what you see happening. You, uh, these East African mothers are like, I don't know what's going on with my kids because yeah. you know they're proper moms and they're doing what they got to do in the home, and then they go outside and it's a fucking madhouse. And it's, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's like the the world is abusing these kids. Got you. So and so, like I said, you you're growing up in this environment affecting how your brain is developing but if you're growing up at some point there's just the regular stress of going outside and really wrapping your head around it's life and death for, for sure. a bag of kids you know and people are really like it's so you're in that stress mm-hmm. getting f- just everything Constantly. that comes with it and then add that now on to our police officers mm-hmm. add that now on to our teachers yeah. and now things begin to make sense mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying fight or flight response hardwired in yeah. a, uh, a smaller area of the brain that deals in uh, behavior mm-hmm. that deals in decision making mm-hmm. you, while you're snapping and then your amygdala where and then on top of that now uh, if you stress out the brain your amygdala again where your emotions are regulated okay. and your prefrontal cortex where your decision making happens if if you get overstressed they'll shut down okay they'll turn off and what happens then you go full on animal instinct got you. which gets you into your blackout got you I don't know what happened I was just mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so at my party who knows what the guy was saying to the other guy he could have been in his face like, yo, yeah. bro, I'm, you lucky we in here because I'm a dude. You, yeah. If we wasn't, then I would smash yeah. your – and the blackout. And then, and then, and the next thing you know, out. you do something. You don't even remember. Mm-hmm. The last time I got into an altercation, there was a guy in my face. And he was yeah. just, yo, I had to smash your face. I would yeah. do all this. And I'm like, bro, chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. I'm, I'm going and – bro, bro. Yeah, I'm sure – I don't even feel, feel it. it. There's okay. a black spot. Yeah. I don't know what he said. Yeah. I don't know what the trigger moment is. Okay. There's it's him threatening me, threatening me, threatening me, trying to stop him, me saying, chill out, chill out, chill out, and then a black spot, and next thing you know, I'm tossing him around the room. Okay. So I know that in you know what I'm saying? And like happened right before my um talk at mm-hmm. my TED. Yeah. So just to remind me that this isn't a cure, you know what I'm saying? Like you can still I've been meditating for years. Yeah. At this point, there is a point where it can snap if mm-hmm. the which I got to bring it back to reality, mm-hmm. right? So again, you a kid in the neighborhood and someone's talking, you see a guy, it, this shit can shut down. Just like that. Just like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's not the cure-all, but it can, re, can reduce the violence. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we do that? Meditation. Yeah. When they've done those studies, they have found that meditation gives volume to the prefrontal cortex, okay. gives volume to the hippocampus, and shrinks the amygdala. Okay. Literally, the reverse effect of the things that stress, abuse, neglect, and the and the and the regions of the brain that we have found are connected to violence and aggression Got you. are directly reversed through meditation. So this is a trick with meditation now. Meditation. When you s- meditation. Meditation. Okay. Yeah. When you say meditation, exactly how do you meditate? Because you could tell me what to do. You know. But how do you know that's what you're feeling, or you're even doing it correctly? So there's there's a you're doing it correctly. Just here's the easy thing: get on YouTube and type in guided meditation. Okay. There's tons of them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Even right now, guide you through a very quick, short version of a meditation. Let's go. Okay. Here we go. So uh, you you can close your eyes if you want. You can leave them open. But here we go. For the camera, I'm closing my eyes. Okay. Close okay. your eyes. Here we go. Take a deep breath, and as you exhale, visualize and repeat the number three, three times. Now, think about the very top of your head, 
where skin meets bone, think about the flow of blood, tell that to relax. Think about the space in between your eyes, bone and flesh, tell it to relax. Think about your face, tell it to relax. Think about your throat, tell it to relax. Think about your shoulders, arms, hands, tell it to relax. Think about your chest, abdomen, tell it to relax. Think about your legs, knees, calves, feet, tell it all to relax. Now, take a deep breath and as you exhale, visualize and repeat the number two, three times. Visualize a serene scene. It could be a nature scene, something that brings you calm. Use all your senses and see it clearly. Take a deep breath and as you exhale, visualize and repeat the number one three times. In this state of mind, tell yourself affirmations three times. I'm going to count you down into a deeper state of mind. Visualize these numbers and repeat them as I say them. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. In this deeper state of mind, visualize a goal you have for yourself. Using all your senses, visualize it clearly. See where you are, see what you're doing, see who's with you. Now, enter that visualization, see it through your own eyes. Feel great gratitude at achieving this goal. I'm going to count you up and make a sound. You will open your eyes feeling better than before. Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and open your eyes. Yeah, that was. <laughs> okay, let me tell you the truth. At first, I said, okay, let, let me see where this is going. And then I felt myself nod off. Even my hat started to touch the microphone because mm-hmm. you went into somewhere different. You relax the body, then you relax the mind. And then what's different, a little different about my technique than most meditation techniques is then while in that deeper state of mind, mm-hmm. then you start doing the work. What are you trying to do? Yeah. Let's do this. We in this, you know what I'm saying? We're in here. Let's make this work for us, kids. You know what I mean? And, and the thing with it, I call it astral projection, where you astral project yourself to somewhere where you want to be or you've seen yourself until mm-hmm. you actually get there. Many times I've seen myself do something great or somewhere great, but I don't know what I did to get there. Yeah. And that happens all the time. So, yeah, so I guess meditation would help you get to that level. I mean, if there's different techniques. So at the very, at the very least, mm-hmm. that that process of calming the mind, calming the body, 
is you, you have to made me forget all my questions. Right. right. <laughs> well, you got to It's it's essentially working out your brain yeah. in the same way we now know you have to go exercise. You need to stretch. Not only do you need to exercise, you need to stretch yeah. before you exercise, and need to stretch when you're done your exercise. This is stretching your brain. This mm-hmm. is exercising your brain. And now that we are in the 21st century, this isn't. It's the same way exercise used to be thing you like to do, and now it's something you have to do. Yeah. This isn't something you like. This is something you have to do. Mm-hmm. This is what the, this is the science. Life is stressful. We live in a stressful world. Even just being a pretty cool person with not too much to really stress you, there's some stress. Always. This all release. This is how you release it. That's how you deal with it. The the benefits of it is a larger hippocampus. Your learning, your memory, the way you use knowledge. All these, it, it's like just like any other exercise, mm-hmm. you have a stronger brain. It's not just that you're relieving stress. Then there comes a point for these kids, because Operation Prefrontal Cortex is about we're working to get our program into schools, into community groups, correctional system, and the streets itself. You see, because that's what I was going to ask you. If this is something just for young people or it's for young people, old people, anybody this, this, breathing. Everybody. This is something, again, it's the same way you need to at least take a walk, no matter how old you are. If you yeah. can, mm-hmm. right, you need to go do it. And then there's the part of it that if you don't do it, you might not be able to do it if you don't. You know what I'm saying? These are things you need to do if you want you to keep to your it. shit in shape. Yeah. This is how you keep your brain younger. This is how you slow down aging. This, this is the health. exercise yeah. of the brain. This mm-hmm. is the mental health. Yeah. They say it. Yeah. But they don't explain it. Yeah. Okay, mental health. Well, but there's where's where's the information? But that's a new, almost like a buzzword. Everybody's saying it's mental health, but there's nothing behind it. Okay, well, mental health. Okay, so then what's happening? Right. So and that's great. So we've got to mental health. We know it's important. Now what? Well, yeah. stress mm-hmm. damages it. Abuse and neglect. This is the bad part of it. This mm-hmm. is the this is the part you need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And even if you're in that situation, this is how you fix it. Mm-hmm. This is how you repair it. This is how you do the exercise. You got a week back, you need to work on your core. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the core of the everything. It's mm-hmm. your brain. And um, in eight weeks, it can actually see the changes. In regular eight medita- In eight weeks, it can see the changes of a regular meditation. And how practice. often would people be meditating? I do it every day. I, the way I do it is when I wake up in the morning, I sit up and do my meditation. Okay. And how long have you been meditating now? A long time. So even before the incident? You've been meditating also? Yeah, even before the incident, yeah. I, was, I was doing it. Um, but now, I really wish, and this is a one for everybody, I wish I did this in high school. Yeah. I wish I did this younger. I wish my whole 20s would have been very different. My whole, yeah. all my behavior, all the rage and all the stuff that young men have, yeah. I could have really uh, harnessed and channeled into more productive things. But with all of this amazing stuff that you accomplished in your 20s, would you really want to change that? Yeah, because again, it's not people. That's one fear. People are like, oh, but I like this hustle. Yeah. You don't lose any of the hustle. It becomes more. You have better use of knowledge. You have better memory. You have better. You're in whatever it is you got will yeah. be enhanced. Enhanced got without you. the. You can still have passion. Yeah. Right. I still love a good argument. You know what I'm saying? Like you, <laughs> yeah. you get it started I with know. me. We can. I yeah. love a good a debate, and we can yell and scream. Like I'm. You know what I'm saying? We can mm-hmm. do all that still. That's. You know what I'm saying? But you know what it is. You. Mm-hmm. You know I'm having this you know, loud argument with you for the sake of the loud argument. I'm not yeah. trying to, you know what I mean? Or even Incite just any violence or anything. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then even just the passion that you bring to work, you're more focused, you're more aware. You're it, it's you it betters you. It, mm-hmm. You're you're not risking a loss. Yeah. Right? You're it, whatever it is that these parts of your brain, your rage is not the fuel you think it is. Yeah. Right? And removing your rage and removing your anger will not remove your passion. Right. What what happens is your passion and your anger, all that shit is getting mixed together mm-hmm. and hurting you. Yeah. Right. You got a great passion, mm-hmm. but then you get then then it's just right beside your fucking anger. 
right? So then you go and get angry at people. It goes. They're they're kissing cousins. They're kissing cousins, and guess what? Here's the thing. Um, especially as a director, mm-hmm. you raise your voice on a set. You yell. Yeah. If you're lucky, mm-hmm. your crew will dial down from passionate to professional. Okay. If you're lucky. Yeah. If you're unlucky, they'll dial that motherfucker right down to who yeah. gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah. And you need them mm-hmm. at least professional. Yeah. We got it's on a mother timer, bro. Time. After time. twelve o'clock, it's overtime. After one o'clock, it's double overtime. After after two o'clock, tr- you know what I'm saying? We're not and then and then there's man. then there's a point where it's just illegal to keep yeah. working. <laughs> fuck your shots. Yeah. Let's go. It's over. Yeah. It's not let's it's over. Mm-hmm. We're done. Mm-hmm. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Shot or no shot, done or not done. This, go. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you want to get that shit, you want to have a team behind you that's, come on, X, we can do it. Yeah. And the whole, everyone gets passionate. Passion. And everyone's, you passion. want that passion. Yeah. You know, we're, you know I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that there's a lot of artists that are listening. You want the passion out of your team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then at least the, prof- you don't want passion and then professional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You don't want the fuck you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because that's when they shut off. That's when they shut off. Yeah. And even if you're yelling because you're passionate, yeah. That's you telling you you can't human again. Understanding human nature, people just can't, it doesn't matter if I know it will. It doesn't matter if you're consciously yeah. thinking, man, I really need to do good on this job, mm-hmm. right? When the motherfucking guy in charge just yelled at you. Mm-hmm. Your, your brain says, fuck this guy. It, it, it shuts down. If you're you know lucky, I mean? you go, like I'm saying, yeah. that's what I mean. You, you're it's lucky, crazy. you can at least keep yourself at a professional mm-hmm. state. But this, it's just human nature, bro. You yell at someone, you give someone some attitude, you know what that's like. So what, whatever dream you have that your passion and your anger is the thing that's keeping, bro, you need to lose that. Your yeah. passion is going to stay. Yeah, It will be right there and enhanced with better memory and better decision making, better emotional control. you're getting rid of? But keeping the passion. Exactly. And that's what it is. You're enhancing that passion to exactly. go further and harder. Yes. And that's really what it comes down to. Because even you talk a lot about psychology and stuff like this too. What I want to know, when it comes to your music videos, even your feature films, mm. is there like something you put in there that probably only you and five people on earth would notice that? Um, it's something so subtle. I sometimes, like, I, sometimes I say, not as much as I laugh, but sometimes right. I say only the ninjas will notice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if you take martial arts, you know when, yeah. you go, oh, see when the guy twisted his foot. Like when you hear right. boxers talk, oh, see what he did when he yeah. raised the thing and the, 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 oh, with the hip and that's how he got the, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like so there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that is definitely that technical people understand, mm-hmm. but that, that's, and that's fine. Yeah. So yeah. Especially when you're doing narrative stuff. There's mm-hmm. tons of stuff. I don't put it in there as like, hey, guys, did you see what we did? Yeah. I It's in there because this is the discipline needed to make better work that makes proper emotional connections. Because at the end of the day, uh, at least once, if we're talking music video, mm-hmm. did you enjoy it? Did you feel it? Did this did this video feel like the record? Did it make me want to get up and dance? Mm-hmm. Did it make me want to go to a barbecue? Mm-hmm. Did it make me want to call my ex girlfriend and tell her that I still you know what I'm saying? <laughs> did it make you what do any of those do? things? Did it make if it's a movie? Yeah. Did it make me? Did, do you feel this is art? Did you it have make to you feel cry? It. Did it make you right. happy? Did it make you sad? Right. Whatever. In, in, it is. in order to get to those places, there is a a, a need. Uh, to understand story mm-hmm. and trusting, and there's all these things yeah. that must happen. Okay, right, and um, so yeah, there's definitely things that other ninjas notice mm-hmm. and other ninjas yeah. understand. And you see, now this is what brings me to this because your passion and you put in not subliminal things, but whatever brings me back to the Illuminati. 
All right. One of your favorite Well, that's actually why I'm here. We've been listening to your podcast for a while. There's a black van outside. (laughs) You hear the chopper? You hear the helicopter? Yeah. Where did that idea of Illuminati even come from in the first place? I've been thinking lately about why conspiracy theorists Mm -hmm. conspiracy theorize. And... You know, because you know what it's like. You don't hear a whole lot of Illuminati talk, right? Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. there's a moment. Everyone's convinced that Jay-Z, yeah. that the Illuminati was, had the wardrobe truck. Right. <laughs> That's it. And you're yeah. like, wear this Jay. Yeah. This shirt. I'm telling you, it's crazy with yeah. the skull. Yo, just trust me. You know what I mean? When you just think through the logic of, at least the Illuminati argument at that time. Yeah. It was, you know, that that you know they're 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 doing these symbols for each other. Okay, remember that was it was kind of like ah, uh-huh. so that so this just so they, they could were re- speaking in like videos. hey yeah, yeah. see hey yeah. Illuminati. So but who's in the Illuminati that's watching Jay Z's latest like the, I, just the when you really logic it through? Yeah, Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. You know who Rupert Murdoch is yeah yeah the um the owner Fox of- News. Yep. He owns multiple newspapers mm-hmm. and television news outlets. Mm-hmm. Around the world, mm-hmm. this man literally mm-hmm. chooses heads of state, yeah. literally promotes wars. This yeah. man, media, his yacht, his leisure, when I can get to it, toy, yeah. is $200 million. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You think he... It's like you know what Jay Z needs to wear on the next. Right? <laughs> Call Jay. I know the yeah. next. I know the perfect record. I know. I know. He's listening to Jay's record. Yo, Jay, track five. I need you to you do drop this. that. You, I got the perfect skull T-shirt for you. Like, what are you saying? You know what I mean? So like, where did people come up with this? I think. Idea I, from? I think there's a mix between we don't trust the government. Okay. I think so. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. I think there's a legitimate, like we now know, we get lied to all the time. Okay. So I think there's part of that. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So now you don't know what to trust. Mm-hmm. There is a bit of the high level of what this is. Is yes, these are signs, mm-hmm. and it's very funny that it's very funny that these are people saying ah, because God and God and God and God. Yeah. But don't can't take the larger leap to understand. That God's signs mm-hmm. are larger. They see the sign. They go with well, that skull and that sound and what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's a message. Yeah. And so they say the people who made this must have put that message in there. Got you. As opposed to taking the, the true leap of faith and yeah. the true understanding that they didn't put it. They yeah they made it. But it is God who put this message. This is a coming from a higher source. So you're right in that you're receiving like, yo, this is a little fuck. This is there, a, there is this something is a fuck, going on. There's a fuckery. There's <laughs> yeah. a fuckery, right? But you, yeah. again, yeah. it's it, you, that is a sign from God. You need mm-hmm. to know how to hear proper signs. Yeah. But you're that's too big. It's hard for you to take that leap. Mm-hmm. So you say, ah, this must be man. Mm-hmm. Even when I, you know, every now and then I'll get into a little spat with a flat earther. Yeah. Right. And the, the, yes, those the, are famous online. Oh yes. yeah, they're very funny. It's yeah. the new. It's the, the, all the Illuminati guys know that. And this is it. Oh, yeah. Because if the Earth is round, that proves God doesn't exist. I go, yeah. bro, you don't believe you. You believe God is small. If you think that the Earth is a domed pancake, yeah, that we cannot leave, that the Moon is impossible for us to reach, mm-hmm. and really think that through, a place that you can see with your eyes, yeah, you right now, 
can go outside and see the moon. Mm -hmm. That's impossible to go to. Mm -hmm. Impossible. That is, okay. that is you thinking God is small. Yeah. And because you can't wrap your head around big things, you think you, you are making God fit your conception. Mm -hmm. As opposed to when you really look into the science and how big a galaxy is, how big our solar system is, mm -hmm. how large the, the, the billions of galaxies, the vastness, the, which one speaks to God's greatness? Mm -hmm. Billions of galaxies. A galaxy which would take you 140, at the speed of light, yeah. it would take you 140,000 years to cross our galaxy. Our, and there's multiple galaxies. Billions yeah. of these things mm -hmm. in the universe. Yeah. Which speaks more to God's greatness? Mm -hmm. That, or that we live on a pancake in a dome that we can't get out of, and it's impossible for us to get to the closest rock, the rock that's three days away. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And so when what I think happens is, I think a conspiracy theorist would have, remember in school, the guy that was like the fights going down, you go, I'm going to fuck I'm, he's out there wilding, but he doesn't do nothing. He never really gets in the fight. <laughs> he's, he's the a, hype guy. He's the hype guy. Yeah. Cause he knows he, he's in this little safe space. Yeah. So I mean, there's a flat earther who would get at me and I'd go, Oh bro, you really are on this, like expose the truth thing, man, mm -hmm. the way you fight the government. I'm legitimately impressed with your mm -hmm. bravery. Um, but I want to get into the other stuff you must be exposing, the way you're exposing Flat Earth. Yeah. So send me send me a link to your anti-pipeline page yeah. or your anti-drone strike page or send me a link to your anti-warrantless uh, wire, wiretap page because you must be fighting all these Since different... Going, okay, let's just, go all the way. You, you must be like chaining yourself to motherfucking mm -hmm. bulldozers You're to King stop. Kong. You must be on this. Mm -hmm. God, uh, uh, send me a link to your Black Lives Matter page. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Other people are handling that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really, that's not for me. I'm on this flat earth yeah, thing. That's, that's what I know. That's what I'm sticking to. No, because you know, no one thinks that the motherfucking feds are coming to kick in your door yeah. at 4 a.m. because you post flat earth memes. Yeah. But guess what? If you're organizing a Black Lives Matter protest, Mm-hmm. Guess what? Guess what? Motherfucker, yeah. yo, these brothers and sisters are really showing up dead in St. Mm -hmm. Louis. Yeah. It's not a game. Mm -hmm. You start fucking with the real power, you yeah. start fucking with their oil money or their drone strikes or any of that shit, yeah, my guy, they are listening to your calls. Yeah, yeah my guy, you could find yourself as an environmental terrorist and you don't. we don't need to read your rights because yeah. you're now an environmental terrorist. We don't need to let you, we don't need to let you out of jail. You changed yourself to a bulldozer and impeded my profits. You're never seeing outside ever again and we know this is how this shit goes down now. Mm -hmm. Right? So, oh, I fucked Flat Earth and Illuminati and I'm exposing the truth. Motherfucker, you that guy. You that loud kid. And I get yeah. it. Who wants to go get locked up for this yeah. shit? So I ain't going to tell you that, hey, yeah. go, I'm not chained to a pipeline fucking thing. Mm -hmm. But I see you. Yeah. Don't don't tough guy me. Don't pretend because I see you. you and that's it. what I see the, when I see these conspiracy theorists. It's yeah. fun. Mm -hmm. You get the feeling because that guy feels like he's in the fight. Yeah. There's the, the, you know, the enemies on this side. We're on that side. We're all in the fucking, so you're in, in it together. Yeah, the energy's pumping and you yeah. get that adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. So they get the feeling like they're fighting the power without ever actually fighting the power. Which makes sense. And what I think it is, I think people misconstrue a lot of stuff as in, 
I think they might mix up Illuminati and Freemasonry and secret societies because I would believe that there will be secret societies in oh, higher there's places. Def- there's definitely, but they're not concerned with music videos, bro. Yeah, they're starting wars. They're, they're, they're in South America toppling left-wing governments and installing right-wing dictators. Yeah. Like, the, the truth is in front of you. Wait, you it, it, but it's not that deep. This shit, yeah. ain't, this shit ain't that hard to find out. All you got to do is find yourself a left-wing journalist. Yeah. Chris Hedges. Go yeah. Google Chris Hedges on YouTube and watch the stories he wrote. Mm-hmm. Simple so. And that will lead you down the rabbit hole. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? If you want to know some good old left-wing hole. real journalism, it's out there. Yeah. And you can find it in the age of the internet. Mm-hmm. So these are not these are not big, big secrets. And they, they like I was saying, bro, yeah. They it's real simple. Y'all got some oil? Yeah. What, 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 what does your new head of state want to do? He wants yeah. to give the oil to the people. Mm-hmm. Listen, homie. We got problems. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yes. Listen, you kill, listen, you dropped the knowledge on them right there. Let's get to some of your actual, some of your high, high, high music videos. Because when it comes to viewership, mm. when it comes to viewership, you have actually billions and billions and billions of views on YouTube. Mm. All right? Give me your top five all-time videos that you've uh, I'm, I'm Okay, Hotline Bling, uh, Give Me the Light. Uh, you, you got a bad mm-hmm. red man. I'll be that, mm-hmm. and um, because I just did an interview about it. Uh, Iggy Azalea, fancy, fuck yeah. You know <laughs> but uh, yeah, bro, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like to me, it's more generational. There's in yeah. every generation. I've been lucky enough to really kind of hit these markers yeah. for all these different generations. So yeah. there you go. It's so crazy. X, I wish I could sit here and talk to you for another three hours because there's so much more. As I said, when we were doing the meditation, I forgot a lot of my questions are here on the iPad. (laughs) (laughs) But you took me somewhere totally different. And again, maximum respect for coming through, dropping the knowledge. And again, you dropped so many gems about how they could get into the business Mm. that they need to actually listen to this and get into the business that way. Because technology is so crazy right now this with a phone and the internet you could do wonders right like you said bro stay humble hustle hard you know what i'm saying with the sign right behind you yeah you get it mr x every time thank you so very much well this is muscle and this has been another two line music cuts entertainment report podcast and we are out this podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusicut.com